Blog Talk Radio. Hello, everyone. Being a parent is the hardest job you will ever have. Progressive Parenting understands this and wants you to know that you are not alone. My name is Gina Kirby, and I am your humble host. And every Tuesday, we bring you experts, authors, doctors, nurses, and anyone we can think of to help your parenting journey be that much easier. We get that this is a difficult job. We also get that it's joyful and it's wonderful, and we are so glad to have you. Thank you for joining us today. And I'm really excited about our topic today, and um, I'm going to have to say a little petrified at the same time. It's a fun topic. All of our <laughs> all of our <laughs> listeners know, uh, who have been following me for a while, uh, that I'm very transparent, and I tell you guys everything that's going on with me. When my kids had colic, we talked about that online. When I, uh, kids were um, cussing, we talked about that online. <laughs> when we had potty training problems, we talked about that. When, whenever we went through anything, questions about homeschooling, unschooling, vaccination, whatever, we talk about it on the program. And it's mostly because I'm a parent, and I want you guys to have uh, a better experience or at least uh, an easier one. Uh, it's everything I want for myself, and I want it for you. And so today is a very interesting day. Uh, not everybody knows, but um, my husband and I are currently going through a separation, which might be a, a shock to a lot of our listeners who have been with us for the last 12 years, as he's a producer on the program and a very familiar voice on the show. So um, just I'll let that kind of sit for a second <laughs> and uh, tell you I'm sorry because it's kind of a hard thing to drop on people. Uh, but uh, today I'm going to be talking to a uh, licensed marriage and family therapist who practices in Charlotte, um, North Carolina. Uh, she spent the last 15 years working with men and women experiencing life transitions, <clears throat> marital conflict, infidelity, <laughs> separation, and divorce. And she's a member of the United Nations uh, Women, and she strives for gender equality by leading a global conversation for uh, men's mental well-being as well as women's social and professional equality. Uh, she's spoken at the American Association of Marriage and Family Therapy, uh, the North Carolina Association of Marriage and Family Therapy, and major universities. She earned her BA in psychology, sociology from uh, Randolph-Macon Women's College in Lynchburg, Virginia, and uh, her MS in Marriage and Family Therapy in Auburn. She is amazing, you guys. I've been talking to her on the phone Um and texting back and forth, as I do, um, as a newly uh, separated person without a producer. <laughs> the frustration <laughs> of what that's been like, and she's amazing. I'm just like, right away, I want her to be right there if it's for good. So, welcome <laughs> to the program, Carmilla. Thank Hi, you for being with thank me. you so much for having me. And I have to say, what courage you have and bravery to... Uh, bring your full heart and your full self wherever you are to your show. That is the true leadership of authenticity right there. So wow. it's very powerful, even though sometimes it may not feel that way. Oh, yeah, it totally doesn't. I feel like a hot mess of a person, but I, at the same time, I can't stop doing what I've been doing, which is showing other parents, like, this is the messy ugliness that it is to be a mom or a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always beautiful. It doesn't always have makeup on. <laughs> it doesn't always get to school on time. And um, I've been doing it for other people. I feel like like other people really need to hear this. And now I'm in this really vulnerable, vulnerable place where, like, 
I really need to hear this. <laughs> Where it's not like I think other parents need to hear this. It's like I need to hear this. Yes. You know, so what I hear you saying is you're human and uh, <laughs> welcome to the human race. <laughs> Experiencing hardships and um, difficulties, being able to work through them and you know, finding your footing. If you can't find your footing, you find somebody in your tribe who can help you with that footing, right? So you're not completely alone. But the fact that you do this and that you're doing this so openly is admirable. Um, uh, the great Brene Brown, I don't know if you've heard of her, is um, <laughs> a, a shame and vulnerability researcher and storyteller. Yeah. She's wonderful. Um, but she talks about courage and that you cannot have courage and bravery without vulnerability. They go hand in hand. So the more vulnerable you practice being, the more courageous you practice being. Yeah. I, this time in my life kind of feels like a rite of passage. Like um, I've given birth three times at home without drugs and <laughs> like this is harder than anything I've ever done. Yeah, I can imagine so. Um, a lot of times when people are going through that initial stage of divorce, it's very much like a grieving process. And there are, um, you know, there are stages that we feel, uh, the, the denial, the grief, the anger, depression, and acceptance. And we want to think, oh, okay, I've done that stage. Check, next. But because we're human beings and we're complex, we can feel all of that or portions of that at the same time. And so you might think, okay, I've gotten over that part and now I'm ready to move into a new part. And then you'll stumble upon something that will throw you back. And you'll be like, I thought I was progressing. <laughs> like, what is going on? Yeah. But right? in, in actuality, progress is not A to B. As much as we love to think it is, we are not corporate entities. We are human beings. <laughs> and so progress is like, a to Q to, you know, negative 34. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So it's um, in this time, it is very important to be able to have, you know, people around you that you can trust and that are supportive of you, as well as making sure that you are taking extra care of yourself, whatever that looks like, Um there's micro self-care, which is like going on a vacation or taking the day off or going and getting a massage or something like that. But then there's things called micro self-care, which is making sure you're getting enough sleep, making sure that you're drinking enough water, um, <laughs> parking in the farthest, farthest parking lot so you can walk in nature longer, things like that that seem so kind of woo-woo out there, but they're very, very important right now just for anything that you can surround yourself that is a soft place to fall if you need to. Mm. Yeah, the micro self-care is so big. Um, Mm -hmm. The other day I woke (laughs) up and I made kids breakfast. Everybody had breakfast, got them to school. They were all clean and hair done, teeth brushed. Got them to Uh school, came back home, got online, uh, answered 12 emails, a bunch of private messages, uh, got some orders together. I, I sent out rebozos to my rebozo students. Uh, got all that taken care of. I was at the bank, uh, and then the post office, 
And then about 2.30, right before I had to go get my kids, I'm in the car, and I'm like, oh, my head hurts so bad. And I realized, like, I'm really thirsty. And I realized I didn't eat or have anything to drink since I woke up at 6.30 in the morning. Yeah. Like, who does that? I wouldn't treat another human being that way. Somebody come to my house, I give them a glass of water or offer them coffee, tea, beer, whatever I have in my house is yours. You know, are you hungry? Have you eaten? Everybody says I sound like a, a Mexican mom. Like, are you hungry? Have you eaten? <laughs> the first thing I say. Um, and and I do that, but I, I don't do that to myself. I was lightheaded. I had a headache. Like, that's not safe for me to be driving around that way. Yeah. What are so we doing? Like, is, the micro things. What, like, I'm not even doing those. I, mm-hmm. How do you... This sounds like the most horrible question. I'm going to sound like an asshole. But how do you remind yourself to love yourself? When you're so oh. completely focused yeah. on the four people in your life that you have to take care of. There is a... Um... There's, there's several things you can do. One is being able to give yourself whatever time you need. So um, I have two little kids. I have a seven-year-old and a three-and-a-half-year-old. And the three-and-a-half-year-old is pretty much raising himself. I just get to come along for the ride. And so sometimes it can be a battle of the wills. <laughs> and so... When, I mean, I'm, he's like, we're very much alike. So we obviously love each other, but we can like rub up against each other, right? At the same time. So um, I recognize in those moments of um, stress or any kind of anything really in my life, I have started to wake up earlier in the day before my kids get up. Sometimes my husband gets up with me. And I go and I sit in my favorite room in the house, and I have a journal, and it's called the five-minute journal. Um, I think they're like $12 online. Fantastic journal. literally takes less than five minutes. And you write out three things you're grateful for, and then you write out what you would love to see happen in your day. And I feel like that that in and of itself can get people into a mindset of looking for something to be grateful for. Because this time in life, going through separation and divorce, it is very easy to get lost in what does everyone else need because sometimes we have guilt associated with the divorce or separation, especially with our children. Um, And so we overdo. I think moms are more guilty of this. Sometimes dads too. We overdo for our child. We give them everything they want. Or we feel unappreciated because we feel unappreciated. It's residual from our soon-to-be ex-spouse. So now we start to feel that everywhere. Where am I feeling disrespected? Where am I feeling? Like you just, it's all right in your world. So if you can interject or if you can put yourself some gratitude vitamins in in your world, Mm -hmm. it will start to become... Uh, it's impossible to feel gratitude and anger and pain at the same time. It, it is literally impossible. If you even give yourself that few moments of, I'm just so happy that it's sunny today and my kids can go to school. So I have a break. 
you know, as opposed to like a snowy day, which in Charlotte, when it snows, people freak out. So, <laughs> so everything shuts down. <laughs> um, but so it's, it's one of those things of recognizing if you can interject gratitude in your day, that is a form of self-love. What am I doing? What did I do today? You know, I've, okay, I made sure that my kids are alive. You know, they mm-hmm. nobody died today in a sense. Um, and then also, if you need that reminder, set your phone to go off every hour that says drink water. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one. That, that's, that's just kind of a... Um, Thank God for my running pop- app. I think I might have died a week ago if I didn't have my app. Yeah. Exactly. I, I have a running app, um, and I, I run in the morning, and then it comes on. It's time to drink water. Like, throughout the day, it just goes bloop, bloop, and, like, sounds like water, yeah. and then you drink it. Yeah. Thank God for that, because I, I wouldn't. I, maybe we should have a single yeah. mom app. <laughs> there you go. Oh, my God. I just um, became a millionaire I, just now. I think so. I think you're on to something. The thing is, is, like, being able to really be mindful of how your time is spent. Because it is so easy to get lost and be, you know, making sure that your day is spent getting X, Y, Z done. And we forget to put ourselves into that X, Y, Z. And so starting to, if you can just think of yourself as stepping back from your life and looking at your life and not necessarily looking at your life as like, oh, my God, it's such a hot mess, express, I've got to, like, fix everything. It's just more like, okay, I see how my life is right now. I know it's not going to be this way forever. What is one thing I can do right now, today, to help myself? And so sometimes going and seeing a therapist is helpful with this because there, are, there can be guilt associated with going through divorce and separation, if there's infidelity, um, all of that. It's sort of child custody issues coming up. So seeing a therapist to work through the guilt is beneficial, um, and then making sure that who you are surrounding yourself with um, are supportive. So if family members are like, I told you to never marry that man, you know, or uh-huh. I told you to never marry to her, um, you know, thank you for reminding me what you told me, but I have my own personal lesson that I'm learning right now, and you're not helping that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so creating some boundaries there, too, because mm-hmm. – Everything in life is a relationship, everything, how you relate to people, your food, TV, yourself, the environment, every single thing is a relationship. And every relationship is an invitation to learn more about yourself. So Mm. sometimes in the beginning, we can start to look at our partner and we can say, what am I learning from this right now? And sometimes it's I'm learning to not be this way. Right, I'm learning that I don't want to be manipulative or a liar, or you know, and that's good. You can start there. It's kind of easy to start there right now when you're when there's anger involved, um, and then eventually in time you'll start to recognize, oh my goodness, this person taught me how to be able to stand up for myself, how to be able to create and maintain boundaries, how to find my own self worth. And it can be so completely freeing and gratifying that you almost want to hug the son of a bitch. <laughs> you know, you're just like, thank you so much for teaching me how to do that. I still don't like you, 
but I've learned so much more about myself through this process. So that comes in time. Don't for like it's, I don't want to say that like you should get it right away and force yourself right away. It's something that unfolds over time, probably even for the rest of your life as you start to go through the process of, wow, okay, this relationship was not for nothing, right? There are some things that have come from this relationship that have helped me develop more into myself and become more of who I am today. Yeah, I think that's that's the hardest thing is, you know, it's the journey, and mm-hmm. you know, it sounds so cliche, but it's just it's just we're all on our journey, and I think the thing that makes it hard, or what causes suffering over time, like Buddhism or whatever, <laughs> is that mm-hmm. we want to be happy all the time, and we have to understand that happiness, like, isn't a constant. It's not. It's overrated. Yeah. yeah, and none of us are guaranteed it. And I think when you're constantly looking for it or wondering, like, why why am I not happy all the time? Well, the answer is you're not supposed to be. <laughs> right. And that's, that's the really ugly hard. answer. Yeah. It is the ugly answer. And it's really hard, especially in the American culture, when everything is going to be happier if only you had. Right? So go out and buy it. Go out and do it. If you were up here, you would be happy. I ask a lot of parents and, and people, what do you want for your children? I want them to be happy. Well, okay. <laughs> that in and of itself is denying other parts about the human experience. So we have been given by life all of these emotions, this full spectrum of emotions, <clears throat> And if we are denying ourselves to have those experiences, then we are denying ourselves to be able to enjoy other experiences. We cannot fully be happy without understanding sadness and knowing what that feels like. We cannot understand anger if we don't know what peace feels like. So it's, it's a spectrum, and we fall all over the spectrum. And the more we can say, this is me, being a human being, then the more we can say, you know what, I'm really angry right now, and that's fine. doesn't mean that I'm going to, like, lash it out on other people. But you're allowed to have your anger. Your kids are allowed to be angry. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of if you can trust yourself to handle that. And if we are afraid of anger within us, then we will be afraid of the anger our children show us Mm. or anyone for that matter, for that matter. And we'll try to shut it down. And so one thing that I see a lot in my couples in the beginning is they'll come in and they'll say, you need to fix him. He's the one with the problems, not me. You need to fix him. What I hear from that is, I'm hurting, and I need him to change so I don't hurt so much. So a lot of my work is starting to incorporate what is your role in this? What is your responsibility in this? Which is responsibility, ooh, the big word, right? (laughs) We hate hearing. But the more you're able to recognize how you relate to somebody is going to provide a feedback for how they relate to you. Right? So then you can start to say, oh, I get it. I'm afraid of him 
being, you know, let's say he stonewalls, which means he just shuts down and doesn't talk to you. So I'm afraid of that because what that does in me is it triggers um, feelings of loneliness. Do you not love me anymore? Feelings of insecurity. Like there's a million things that can trigger. And so when you're able to start recognizing, oh, my goodness, maybe he's just quiet. I don't know. But if we interpret it, you know, a certain way, that's an invitation for us to be able to say, what is going on within me? Why did I choose this person? What did I see in this person that they can teach me stuff? Because this person is going to show you the beauty of yourself and the side of you that you don't want to see, but that is begging for you to recognize. Mm. If that makes sense. No, it does. And we all we all just want to be seen. Mhm. Kids want to be right. seen. It's such a. But how can? Go ahead. No, no, it's okay. How it's, can you it's... be seen if you can't see all of yourself? Mm-hmm. If you deny, let's say you deny, right? Like, um, let's see, what's a trait that that you deny? What you don't like about yourself? Oh, um, uh, I'm very brash and loud. It bothers me. Brash and loud. Okay. <laughs> I'm very frank. Brash and people hate people right. hate how frank I am. Like I'll just say the most direct thing to someone, and throws them off. They hate it. It's embarrassing. Okay. According to my sisters, and my friends, everybody. <laughs> so what yeah. can be happening here are several things. One, you may be coming from a place of this is how, what I see. What I, I call it as I see it. Mm-hmm. But the other person is like, oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's so embarrassing. Well, who's embarrassed? You mm-hmm. or the friend, <laughs> right? So the friend might be experiencing things within them that is uncomfortable, such as attention or even shocking attention. Um, sometimes brash and bold are heralded as, as game changers in our society. Um, I'm trying to think of some people who could be considered brash and bold. Um, The first person that comes to mind is Martin Luther King. Did he not make some bold statements Mm. and call attention to things that weren't necessarily the status quo, you know, the social paradigm of the time? So in this case, your friend, I don't want to get to for, of course, that your friend is experiencing something. So we do this in our relationships, too. And we're like, oh, my God, no, 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 stop. Stop doing what you're doing. Our children are really good at this. Stop doing this. You're embarrassing me. Because we have denied our own ability to be brash and bold. We've denied our own ability to step forward with conviction and say, this is what I believe and this is what I see. And this is what I offer to the world is my perspective of what I'm seeing. And right now what I'm seeing is this and calling it out. Now, we can also look at that as your friends are inviting you to also take a, take a step back and perhaps see the side of you that is also more um, maybe just taking a beat before you speak. Mm-hmm. Right, being able to form things. Certain people are going to resonate with brash and bold, and certain people are not. So, if you want to get, in, 
touch <laughs> with that person who doesn't, they're inviting you to learn how to say things from a more, from just a different angle. You can still be bold, but you can just say it differently. So it takes awareness to do this, and it takes um, practice. And people are so, they automatically are like, oh, it's too much work, don't want to do it. And I'm like, mm-hmm. if you put so much time and effort into raising your children, would you just be like, oh, five-year-old, you're too much work, and walk away? Right. <laughs> just figure it, figure it out. <laughs> I mean, some people do, but not the most of us don't. We put in the time and the energy to figure it out. We put in the time and energy to figure out how to make something at work a little bit easier for us. So what is it about ourselves that we don't want to do that? We're afraid of ourselves. Yeah. We're like the least scariest thing in the world. Right. Hmm. Ah, it's a lot. <laughs> so good, too. Thank you. <laughs> ah, this is what I needed today. Such a hard morning. Um, almost didn't, almost didn't want to do the show. Like, um, to mm-hmm. be very honest, no. Yeah. Like, don't, I don't want to get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to take the kids to school. <laughs> like, and look at the strength. Drag you down, and but you, your you do it. Yeah. You can choose that absolutely, and it is. Oh my God, I hear you. Like I, ha- I woke up at four a.m. nauseous. I was oh. like, oh, from the soup, from the Super Bowl food. I mean, I knew what I was doing when I ate it. It was still like <laughs> within my diet. Hard, work hard. <laughs> it was still in my diet, but I just had a lot of it. So this mm-hmm. morning I was like, oh, do not feel good. But I was like, no, I want to do this. I know that I want to do this. I want to get up today. I have a couple of clients this afternoon. I'm excited to talk to them. And so I find a way, I assess, do I need to take care of myself? So what I, I just left in a little bit more than I normally do. And then I said, okay, it's time to start taking care of myself, not push myself too much. So the fa- I just want you to recognize the strength that you have taken to be able to get yourself out of bed, to be able to get your kids situated for the day, to be able to say, I'm going to do this and have this conversation no matter how hard it is. I have to do it because the more you push it off, the more it just amplifies. I mean, life is just like, I don't know what you think you're doing, but I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> right? <laughs> and we're like, just oh, like, aren't I don't you adorable? You. <laughs> and it's just like, life is like, oh, yeah, you're so cute. I'm staying right here and I'm going to be in your face because it's calling to you. To be able to say, I mean, it's saying you are worth it. You are worth going through this challenge because the other side is so magnificent because you're on the other side. So what I often tell my clients is, look, we're going to put on our cute wellies, mine are pink, and we're going to (laughs) go through some swamps. We're not going to put up a house in the swamp, okay? We're not building a house and hanging out there. We're going to trudge through together, and on the other side, we're going to come out into this beautiful place. So let's do it. Let's get to work. And I, um, I have a, uh, um, an acronym that I tell people, um, a story about your Sherpa, and mm-hmm. you're going through tough, tough times. 
So a Sherpa is someone who obviously helps people climb mountains, huge mountains, and they've acclimated to this type of um, uh, challenge. And so everyone needs a Sherpa in their life. And a Sherpa is, and it spells out the word Sherpa. So a Sherpa is supportive. They honor you and the relationship. So they, they, that, does, that means that they don't necessarily say, well, you should X, Y, Z. They walk through it with you, right? They honor you and where you are in your life. Um, e is for empowering. They empower. Um, R is for reciprocal. It's a reciprocal relationship. The Sherpa would die up on the mountain if it didn't have the climber as well. They look out for each other. P is, is um, it's purposeful, right? The relationship has a purpose. So sometimes Sherpas are in our life very short term, and then sometimes they're there for a lifetime. And then A is they're very authentic. And then they say, I see you, I see you doing this. And You just uh, described a doula. <laughs> oh, did I? <laughs> yeah, we all need a life doula. We need a life doula. You're my life doula. Tell everybody how they can find you before we say goodbye. How do, how do, how do people find you to get more from you? Because you're awesome. Uh, well, thank you. My um, website is my name. It's www.carmelawhitehead. And Carmela is just like Carmela Soprano, but with two L's. And whitehead, <laughs> just like it sounds, dot com. And on there, you can email me. You can call me. I do see people online. If you're in the Charlotte area, you can come to my office. Um, and, yeah, I, I could talk to you all with... day. You are amazing. Oh, please, you. please come back on the show where we can, like, talk about this oh, more because I know parents need this so bad. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. I would be honored to. Well, you're my Sherpa. Thank you so much. Everybody, thank you for listening. We would like to thank all of our sponsors at Icon Underwear. Y'all, I'm telling you, as a mom of four kids, you need to get yourself a pair of Icons. They're fantastic. It's great for, like, when you laugh really hard and you actually have a little tiny bit of an accent. It is much better than wearing a pad. It is fantastic, and you can change it when you get home, and it's all good. Things are amazing with Icon Underwear. Thank you, everybody, for joining us today. And until next time, please take care of yourselves and take care of each other. Good night.